here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jake Tilko with Rocky Mountain Construction, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Adam Sandy with Zamperla, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Grace Peacock, Director of Communications at Canada's Wonderland, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, I'm Tracy Lysdra with Saving Kiwi Foundation, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Tucker from Knott's Berry Farm, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge Podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and lend us both your Coaster ears. Challenge Podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can dry up all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? We accept because you know we're not average. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your host, Andrew Locke. Hi, everyone. This is Andrew, one of the executive producers of the Coaster Challenge podcast with you today. Today, I have some very special guests, a couple of park officials. I'd like to welcome to the podcast from Carowinds, Director of Communications, Courtney Weber, and Manager of Digital Marketing, Ashlyn Hunter. Welcome, Courtney and Ashlyn. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Proud to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Glad to have you. So uh, why don't you just to start off, maybe just briefly tell us uh, about yourselves and the work you do in the industry, perhaps, you know, for example, what you do for Carowinds. Sure. I am the director of communications. As you mentioned, I handle anything outward facing between us and the general public or media. Um, I'm kind of the middle person between the park and anything else that goes outside the park. And under our branch of communications, we also handle all of the digital and owned um, media uh, that Ashland coordinates. Got it. I am the manager of digital marketing. So all things social media, that is me, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all of the channels. Great. And that's a very important role. It's something that's certainly new, more of a new role over the past, say, I guess, five, 10 years, but important kind of companion role to what Courtney does. Makes sense. Great. Thank you for going over that. So um, if you could both briefly perhaps mention how theme parks or amusement parks, you know, whether it be Carowinds itself, you know, visiting your home, your, your, say your home park or your, 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 your uh, work, if you will, or other parks that you've been to over the years, you know, how have those parks and spending time with those parks impacted your lives? For me personally, I, I have a strong connection with a, a theme park in Florida, a major theme park in Florida. Um, for okay. me, it's all about the nostalgia, the fact that not only can you take you know, it's a place my mother took me. It's a place that I can take my future generations. There, it, it all goes back to Walt Disney's vision of sharing um, a place for father-daughter day, right? In, in a safe right. place where both people can have fun and have that little bit of ex escapism. And that's what I hope to bring here to Carowinds. I, I know that, you know, I'm a new employee to and new to the industry. I've only been in the industry since November and new to Carowinds as well. 
I'm excited to bring that little spark. I also, growing up, you know, I grew up to, you know, going to theme parks and, you know, right outside of Atlanta, uh, cause I grew up south side of Atlanta. And also my parents were divorced. So I got to enjoy places like, um, Santa's Village and, you know, which is a magical Christmas themed park in New Hampshire and a few other theme parks in New Hampshire as well. So for me, it's just, it's, it's that sense of escapism. It's a sense of nostalgia. It's the sense that we can all have fun together. And my personal biggest component is kids to be kids. Kids should be able to have fun. Children should be able to enjoy moments and, and create memories in a safe environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. And, and I would say, you know, escapism is certainly a core to our mission, which you, you of course, have learned about, uh, about, you know, facing fears and uh, escaping anxiety and mental illness and just everyday stress that everyone has in their life, young and old, you know, whether it be school or work or whatever it may be, you know, you know medical issues or whatever it may be. So yeah, absolutely. Definitely relate to the escapism. Appreciate that. And I love what you said about, um, you know, kids, letting kids be kids, because, you know, not to get into details here, we don't need to do that. But certainly, uh, you know, as everyone knows yourself, you know, there are so many issues in society today that are kind of making kids kind of almost trying to force them to grow up quicker and not have that innocence. And uh, I'm certainly all for letting kids be kids and have that innocence, let them have that core part of their life and, and their development and let them get into the stresses of being an adult later. <laughs> so I appreciate that, Courtney. Oh, yeah. How about yourself, Ashlyn? <laughs> a very similar to Courtney, nostalgia, I think, is a big part of loving amusement parks for me. Um, I was born and raised in the greater Charlotte, North Carolina area, which is very rare. Um, and I grew up coming to Carowinds. I have memories as far back as like three years old when we would come and just spend the day at the water park. Um, so for me, I always loved it here and this park really saw me grow up, whether it was coming when I was three or coming with friends in high school or now working here. Um, I knew I wanted to be in the digital social media world. Um, and so when I realized that theme parks have a need for that, that was like, oh, that is exactly what I want to do. So definitely this park has seen me through every, every phase of my life. And I definitely have more of a connection to Carowinds in general than theme parks. Um, but yeah, just that nostalgia element and back to growing up with it. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, you both mentioned nostalgia and, you know, we talked about depression, uh, oftentimes on this podcast because of our mission. And what's interesting about nostalgia is nostalgia is, is the good side of, of what depression can relate to. Because depression is about lamenting about the past. It's about what it could have, should have, and why did this happen? How could this have happened? I can't believe this has happened. Whereas nostalgia is a positive remembrance of the past. And it is so core to who we are, especially in the past 10 years with pop culture, you know, whether it be uh, something like Stranger Things and other shows that harken back to, to the yesteryears and the 80s and pop culture related and everything else with that. And, and, you know, there's so many things you see, even in theme parks, kind of harkening back to yesteryear, even newer elements and, and the theming and so forth. In fact, I think we'll be talking a little bit about that later, uh, if I remember correctly, with regard to Carowinds. But uh, yeah, nostalgia is great. So I appreciate that. And I love that you have that personal connection as well to Carowinds. It's awesome because that means you'll, you know, you'll both, um, both of you for, for your own reasons will bring that passion uh, to the, to what you do at Carowinds because you're both big fans of the parks and again, even have a connection with Carowinds itself. So that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So, uh, so, you know, if, if, if you could share, what is your favorite attraction at Carowinds and, and why would you say that? Why do you think that? <laughs> yeah, I, <won. laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> Ashlyn and I both have this, pretty much the same one. 
Um, you know, I'm not going to spoil her thunder, but she's a huge fan of also our water park here, uh, Carolina oh. Harbor. Uh, but for me, it is Afterburn. It, I have loved Afterburn since the first time I came to the park as a guest, and I continue to love Afterburn and also seeing some of the future possibilities that we, we can't share with, with you guys just yet of developing. It, it's just something about hanging your feet in the and the centripetal force and how it throws you back into your seat. And, you know, it's very freeing for me, for sure. That's awesome. And uh, what about you, Ashlyn? Is that the same thing? Did she steal your thunder? <laughs> as far as hard part goes, yes, it would be afterburn, I think. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Fury, but it's kind of, kind of cliche for me to say that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. A little different, a little... Um, not so mainstream, I guess. And yes, I'm a huge fan of the water park. I know we think of water park, we think kids, um, not really people in their mid twenties like me, but I absolutely love it. I would sit at the water park every day if I could. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now the water parks are great. I love them. Um, I just actually recently spent some time at some water parks here in the summer, you know, before the season end, runs out and so forth. And uh, no, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, Afterburn is a great coaster and, and don't feel bad. I mean, it, at least it's not Fury, um, but it's the same manufacturer as Fury, B&M. And, uh, you, know, B, uh, you know, here we are at Coaster Podcast. Uh, the B&M inverts, which is the type of coaster that that is are probably one of the most universally loved coasters. You don't hear people talking about not liking a, a given B&M invert. They're all, you know, some of them are more pop than others, of course, but they're all very much enjoyed and, and, and so forth. So uh, this, that's a great answer for both of you. Thank you. So, um, so what would you say, and this kind of goes back to me a little bit with the first question, first couple of questions, but uh, if you could maybe kind of talk about a specific memory, favorite memory from a theme park or amusement park, and it could be working, say at Carowinds or somewhere else, or it could be just as visiting as a guest. Uh, for me, it's definitely, um, my 16th birthday, my mom worked for the airlines. I was living south side of Atlanta. And so we got the privilege to fly non-rev anytime you want it. And for my 16th birthday, my mom woke me up, told me to get dressed. It was a, it was a school day, um, but it was a little bit no earlier. And she said, get dressed. Um, and I said, what, okay, what's going on? She said, just get dressed, get in the car. I said, okay. So then halfway to the airport, I realized we're not going to school. And, you know, she's like, we're going to the airport. And then when I get to the airport, my best friend from, you know, at the time when I was 16 years old is there too. And I was like, what's going on? My mom's like, we're going to Disney for the day. Ooh. And so <laughs> we flew down to Walt Disney World, um, in the Magic Kingdom on my 16th birthday. It was me, my mom, and my best friend at the time. And we spent the day in the park. And once again, it was enjoying as a 16 year old, you know, when you're going through that kind of odd time, but I was still having that great time with my mom and my friends. And I think that for me, it's my mom loved Disney just as much as I did. And looking back through, I, I, I lost my mom when I was 21. So looking back through some of the photos, I saw my mom went to Disney without me a lot. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hey, I didn't know you went to Disney. You know, looking back <laughs> at some of that kind of stuff, it, it, it's very cool, but it, it's, it's the 16th birthday surprise of not knowing what we were doing. 
just going there. And then another one of my memories, which is up there, was the first time I have, I have a half sister. She's, she's 17 and a half years younger than me. And um, when we took her and she saw the fireworks and it, for the first time sitting on my dad's shoulders and I start crying, like just to see the magic of that, that any theme park or amusement park through a child's eyes is, is the most heartwarming, pure and innocent thing that, that can ever happen. Those are both really touching, very great stories there, Courtney, and, you know, very important memories. And, you know, I, I, I guess one question I would ask you real quick, a follow-up for the first story, very important question. Did you get your birthday button? No, I honestly, I don't remember if I had a birthday button back then. I mean, I, I, I'm, that was 22 years ago. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. Well, I don't know if they did birthday buttons back then. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I know they did them at least 15 to 20 years ago. So remember my 30th birthday when I went to Disneyland and they, and they, I got my button first time ever. I did that because one of my birthday, but no, that's, that's an awesome story. What a great surprise. And yeah, the, the non-revving and all that. I've got a number of, of uh, coaster enthusiast theme park friends that are work for the airlines, you know, flight attendants or ground crew. And yeah. I see their Instagram stories or they text me and we're talking and they're like, I went here today or I'm going here today. And that, you know, your mom going to Disney all the time, you know, being able to do that. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then your other story about, you know, with your sister, your younger sister, um, you know, I can relate to that. I don't have kids. Uh, I don't have siblings. But what I do have is friends and then other family um, where I'll take them to a park they've never been to. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite, favorite things. And to be able to play tour guide and just, you know, live vicariously through them because I'll enjoy myself. I always do. But seeing them experience something for the first time, it's so different. You know, when I experience something for the first time, a new ride, a new park, you know, absolutely. So that's, I totally can relate to that. That's a great feeling. So thank you. So Ashlyn, how about yourself? What about a favorite memory? It's really hard for me to put my finger on one specific memory. I would say basically my high school years would be my best memories of Carowinds. We would come to the park probably like twice a week, um, but we would always yeah. come on Tuesday nights from like six to close um, with this chaperoned, chaperoned. one <laughs> <laughs> of those teenagers. <laughs> But we would have this this group of friends that would come and I just remember like all the fun we had um even with our parents and at the time I absolutely hated roller coasters I would not would oh, wow. not get on one um but just being in the atmosphere um at night and the lights and I still love the the park at night just for that reason but so many things over those years you know I even had my first kiss on Thunder Road um Hurler was my first big roller coaster I remember when my friends convinced me to ride that for the first time and I was just the Hurler you know <laughs> I was terrified um and then remember loving it afterwards um but just those years would be my best memories of this park um in general that's fantastic. I'm uh, in a positive way, mind you, envious. Uh, my younger self, I should say, is envious because uh, you know I grew up enjoying parks. My mom especially loved them. My dad too, even friends. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey, and uh, the nearest major park was an hour and a half away. So uh, I didn't get to go two days a week, <laughs> you know, two nights a week. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you live close enough. Those season passes out. <laughs> oh yeah, you got your good use of them. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So thanks right. for sharing this. Is 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, thanks for both of you for kind of giving an overview. And I love the stories and just kind of understanding, helps to understand kind of where your passion is and how you relate to the parks besides just working in them, of course. So, but speaking of working in them, let's switch gears and let's talk all about, well, of course, Carowinds. So I, there's certainly two big subjects for us to talk about here. So first of all, you know, here we are in, in August, recording this and august is an exciting time it's, it's both a good and a bad time i guess it's a kind of a can be a sad time for some especially in the more northern reaches of the country because that's when the parks start closing and ending their summer season they might still have their haunts and things like that but the, kind of the summer's coming to an end kids go back to school so that can kind of be a little bit sad at least for the moment but you know it's not permanent thankfully <laughs> things do reopen but um on the positive side for theme park fans and coaster fans august is almost always almost universally the, the big announcement season you know for the various parks the regional parks um more so than say like a disney universal but you know, you know parks like cedar fairs parks for example to make the announcements for what's coming in the next year you know the season passes go on sale for the next year it's all about you know getting people excited and getting those season passes sold and getting people excited for the next year so here we are again and um and I don't think all of the Cedar Fair parks are not something new for next year. Not all of them get to get to do that. You know, it's 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 it's, it's each each get a choice or a, each get a turn, if you will, from year to year. But Carowinds, this is one of Carowinds' years to get some new exciting things. So, why don't you tell us about the the major announcement that was recently made for Carowinds, and um, what do you think it means for the for the future of Carowinds? hundred percent. We are excited. The biggest part of it is it's a 50th anniversary at Carowinds. We are celebrating 50 years of Carolina fun and our gift is Aeronautica Landing. So Aeronautica Landing is a complete retheming of Crossroads and it will include six new attractions, one of which is a rethemed attraction. And we couldn't be more excited, especially to create such an immersive land for sure based on something that's near and dear to the Carolinas, depending on where you're from, you know, we, we might battle who's the first in flight, right? But you know, <laughs> living here in North Carolina, we believe it was us. And the whole area is gonna be this immersive, themed, rich area, you know, area that's, that's based in aviation, boasts the future of aviation, um, the possibility of aviation, the history of aviation, all mixed in together. That sounds exciting. That's awesome. And as someone who loves history, I love that uh, North Carolina and South Carolina for that matter, but I, I guess it's more North Carolina in this case, uh, leaning into the history there at Carowinds, um, you know, with the Wright brothers and the history of flight. I love flying myself. I love airplanes, military planes, civilian commercial. I love going on commercial jets and traveling and all that. So I, yeah, I, th I think it's exciting and the whole flying theme is fantastic. Um, and that's one of the things I love about Carowinds in general is it very much you know, some some theme parks in a given location, their theming is all about different parts of the world or other parts of the world, other parts of the country even. But, you know, Carowinds is very much, it's about the South. It's about the Carolinas, especially. Um, you know, and of course the theme of Car of Carowinds being so unique that it, it is the only park that, you know, goes across two different states. That's so, so cool and everything and, and all that, and your state line celebration, all that stuff. So I love that you guys are continuing to lean into the, the Carolinas with this, this new theming. So uh, what would you say is you're most excited about with regards to what's coming as part of Aeronautical Landing? For me personally, it's the immersiveness and the fact that, you know, Cedar Fair throughout, you know, the whole organization, they're putting, you know, 
their dollars behind improving, improving the parks, right? And this is our fourth retheming. And once again, it's also, like you just said, it's, it's leaning into that rich North Carolina history. And I love, you know, escapism and I love feeling immersed and I feel love, you know, being in a place where I don't feel like I can see the outside world. And when you're seeing these renderings, you really do feel like you are, you know, on a runway. And I think that's great. That's really cool. I look forward to, to experiencing that for myself next year. And, you know, I have to say that Cedar Fair, I, I go to all the parks, you know, all the major chains, you don't have to name who they are because I go to pretty much all of them. But I, I would have to say that Cedar Fair's parks, I've been to quite a few of them this year and often for many years, I, I get to many of your parks, usually have the Platinum Pass most years as I do this year. And what I love about Cedar Fair's parks is you guys are kind of in the middle of the theme park spectrum. So you're not like the budget parks, but you're, you're not necessarily at the, at the you know, top end of Disney where it prices a lot of people out and, it, you know, and it's very selective. You guys have, but you have that quality that those, those more expensive parks do. Uh, and again, you, you, it's a more pleasant experience than say the discount parks. You guys are, are really right there in the middle. Um, and also I would say over time, because I've been going to your parks for years, you're moving upwards in that spectrum in terms of the quality, not necessarily the price, Platinum Pass is still being around $200 is an incredible value for all the parts you guys have and the benefits you get. Um, and then the dining plan, the, the food that you guys have in your parks is absolutely stellar. Absolutely stellar. I love Harmony Hall at, at Carowinds. Great to escape the heat of the day and the hot days and just the food selection is great there. You guys had some great new items this year that I've enjoyed. Um, and, and just, you know, the quality of the rides, but, but you know, to the point, of you know how you guys have been upgrading theming, like I said, this is the fourth major retheme for Carowinds. Other parts, you know, Knotts, uh, Kings Island, and others, they've been doing the same thing over time. And again, they're not going to do it all in one year. That's that's way too much to do. It's too disruptive. Um, but over time, as new rides get put in, etc., um, you you know upgrade those the theming. And I just see Cedar Fair, and specifically in this case, Carowinds, getting better and better. And that's really exciting. I love it. So thank you. So thank you. So well, I'm excited to, to see that for next year. Now, in the more of the near term, uh, the other thing we need to talk about here, and uh, part of what we're doing this is because we are releasing this episode in our in our haunt season, September October timeframe, and so we should we of course need to talk about scarewoods. So, um, what can you tell us about the process of creating a, a haunt uh, attraction? Uh, or, or, you know, um, a haunt offering, if you will, at Scarewinds. How does that, how does that work? Well, I know that Ashlyn is, is right in the middle right now. We just made the announcement of Paranormal uh, coming to Carowinds. So we're really excited about that. So I'll let her kind of talk a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah, we have some amazing creative minds on our live entertainment team that really just dive deep and come up with these mazes and scare zones and new experiences each year and I wish I was that creative they are absolutely amazing but this year um, we're unveiling Paranormal Inc. Um, we just announced it on our TikTok channel so if you're not following us would have been the first to know. <laughs> so <it's>, <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> we're so excited to unveil that this season so basically Paranormal follows some paranormal investigators on their show called Paranormal as they investigate the hospital, the abandoned hospital, Hayden Hill. Um, so this was more of an asylum type hospital. And it's rumored that there are spirits of the evil doctors and nurses that would torture their patients still in those hallways. 
So if you experience the maze, you'll get to join the paranormal investigators and see what spirits you find for yourself. Really, wow, that really sounds that sounds really fun, and it sounds very exciting, and it also sounds familiar, and I mean that in a good way. I'm actually yes. going <laughs> to jump. No, absolutely. I'm going to jump to another question I had actually scheduled for like a few questions towards the end of this, uh, end of my list here, but we'll go ahead and do it right now because of what you just mentioned, because this is news to me. It's exciting. So uh, I am a big haunt fan in general. It's part of another aspect of me being a fan of parks and, and themed entertainment in general. Uh, and I'm a huge, huge fan of Not Scary Farm been going for over 20 years, which again, enjoying my age, I already mentioned that earlier, so there's no hiding there. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying Not Scary Farm for years and years. It's the original theme park on. started back when the year I was born in 1973. There's my age right there. Um, so, um, but again, it's such a great, great haunt. And I go pretty much every year nowadays. And um, they, one of the masons they've had for a number of years. And if I remember correctly, it was retired last year. Last year was the last year. Is Paranormal Inc. So uh, I'm going to guess that that you guys work with or, or the team at, at Carowinds that does the haunt, does Carowinds. Do they work with, say, the other parks, especially the team at Knott's, to create these attractions and move things around? Like, how does that work? Yeah, and that's the great thing about being part of such a great group as, you know, Cedar Fair, is we're all, you know, there, there's 13 entities, right? And we can all work together, share assets, share ideas, and, and help other parks. Uh, I know just a few days ago, the guys from Knott's Berry who worked on Paranormal out there we're here in the park. So yeah, of course we, we work together as a team. We work together to share these, these assets accordingly for sure. That's awesome. Now, the next question I'm gonna ask because was not on the original list. So, you know, again, if you guys can't say, I understand, might be peeling behind the curtain too far, but um, Paranormal at Knott's, it had one of the signature features that some of the mazes, some of the haunted houses at Knott's have, which is a, a little show at the beginning. Is Paranormal gonna have that at Carowinds? Oh, you might just have to find out for yourself. Oh, okay, all right, I figured that should be the answer. <laughs> You'll have to just a surprise. You know, even okay. though we do have this partnership with our um, sister parks, there's always, we always like to change it up a little bit and make it unique for each park. So there will be some similarities and there will be some differences and we will let you find that out for yourself. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. That's exciting. I look forward to it. That's awesome. So Again, we, we talked briefly about the mission of Coaster Challenge, and you know, we, we talked about it even before we started recording here. So what would you say is the role that theme park ha haunts have? And what, you know, this is just a matter of your opinion, of course. What is the role that theme park haunts have in helping people face their fears? I think for sure, you know, as you mentioned, going through mazes, right? There, there can be all different topics from, you know, the tooth fairy to ghost to, um, some clowns to you name it, we all have these fears. And we all like to see these fears and overcome them. For me, going through a haunted house or a maze, it's great for me to know to overcome a fear before I go into it, knowing that they can't touch me. That, that to me is the most um, soothing factor. I, I know you've talked about, I personally have dealt with depression and anxiety my entire life and understand those challenges and talking through to get through those, some of those challenges. So, and I am terrified of snakes, terrified of snakes. But if I know going into 
you know, a haunted maze or a haunted house, that there's no real snakes and nothing's going to touch me, that eases my mind. And that sometimes I have to talk that out and to, to, to make me be able to conquer those fears. But anytime you can see something and have the opportunity or challenge, like riding a coaster, like facing your fears, it, it gives you the sense of accomplishment, right? And sure, I think that's, sure. that's the best point that any of these assets can, can do for someone. No, I mean, I think you really nailed. Yeah, I think you really nailed it on the head there, Courtney. Um, it's very much like like riding coasters or thrill rides. It's safe. It's controlled, so you, mm-hmm. you have that reassurance. It's a safe way to deal with and face anxiety. Uh, and in fact, what we talk about a lot in the show is, for example, say riding a thrill ride. You're you're really doing strength training for the mind. You're teaching your mind. It's okay. You know, you're not always going to have the most awful outcome. Because you, you go through and you force your mind to, to live through that scary experience and yeah. things come out fine. And it's reassurance for the mind in that way. And so same thing with, with, with haunts. You know, it's like you talk about being, you know, scared and so forth of going through a haunt, which makes sense. A lot of people are. And but, you know, it's safe. You know, they're not going to touch you and, and it's going to be there's going to be that boundary. Now, I have to ask, Courtney, since you mentioned it, would you go through a haunted house? To be honest, that was all about snakes. That where they didn't touch you. Would you do that? I, I would. If I knew that they could not touch me and there was nothing real, you know, nothing real in there, that that would be the, the assurance. I mean, realistically, I mean, Ashlyn talked me through my first time going on Fury. And she she did oh, not nice. mention some key tips before I got on about putting my hair back so it didn't get all naughty or that I might like <laughs> drool on myself. Yeah, I think she enjoyed some of that fun of, you know, <laughs> me coming in. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, it was a safe environment, right? And, and knowing right. that going through and working with our, our safe, you know, our safety team and our maintenance team, as well as getting to know the people who work on our rides, work on, you know, some of these elements for haunt or, or scare wins, they put my mind at ease more than anything. You know, knowing how safe our attractions are, of course, sometimes you might get stuck on, you know, an attraction, but at the end of the day, people don't realize that safety mechanisms put in place, that safety features to keep you safe. So anytime that's ever happened to me, whether it's here or, you know, or before you get on a plane, I much rather than fix the problem on the ground than if we were, you know, not on the ground, right? Right. Absolutely. And yeah, and absolutely. And theme parks, whether it be, you know, haunts, but certainly, you know, more, more about, we're talking about rides here, yeah. you know, mechanical type issues where, you know, safety constraints and things like that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. That's why, you know, rides will stop. I've, I've been stuck in a coaster before because if it didn't stop, it would have been much more difficult to evacuate, would have been uncomfortable. And it's a certain type of coaster where that, that comes into play. And so the safety mechanism did what it's supposed to. It made it easy for people to be evacuated and allow them to be comfortable while they're waiting to be evacuated. Um, but absolutely. And, you know, and things do happen with rides, but it is so rare. You know, it's akin to uh, how, how safe air travel is. We've covered airplanes a lot here uh, versus, say, driving. So, yeah. so again, it's so safe, but it's an environment to, to, to escape and be safe. So absolutely, absolutely. So one question I have, and again, I always like to ask, ask this when having these types of interviews when we get into haunts, is how do you find the balance, with, you know, say for a haunted house or a haunted attraction, between 
uh, not being too scary versus not being scary enough, you know, be, where it would be boring or uninteresting. So how do you find that balance that, you know, in the middle? I think the structure of our event makes that balance really easy to achieve because we do have mazes and we do have scare zones. And I think scare zones are better for someone who's maybe not ready for a maze yet. And that would have been me <laughs> a few years ago. Um, I would come and I would walk to the scare zones and that's enough. Um, and then you can work your way up to the maze. You know, like we talked through that mind strength training. Um, we also have no boo necklaces. So for those that really don't want to be scared, but want to maybe get a taste and build their way up. I think that's how we really balance that here. You know, that's really interesting. I've, I've done a number of these interviews related to either the whole interview about Hans or just part of the interview, like this is about Hans. And I've never thought about things that way before because I have a different perspective. And that's why we talk to all sorts of different people and different parks and different different uh, entertainment venues because I embrace Hans. I just think about scare zones as just kind of being extra theming. But that makes total, complete sense that for someone that is very uneasy, they can just do the scare zones just to kind of wet their feet because it's so, of course, nowhere near as intense as being inside a haunted house and being in that controlled environment, uh, a more intense environment. But then as they kind of feel comfortable with that, they can move up to doing the mazes. Uh, of course, you know, maybe spacing those out. And so that that's a really great, great point, Ashlyn. I never thought about things that way before. That's awesome. I mean, now I'm all about the mazes. I don't really have a choice, but... <laughs> <laughs> Back then, <laughs> scare zones were my jam. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, kind of already let the cat out of the bag earlier, but the next thing I wanted to ask you guys about, and I'll still ask it just in case there might be something else, but you know, I mentioned that Paranormal Inc., that's the new maze for this year. Is there anything else new? Not that that's not enough, but is there anything else new that's coming to Scarewinds this year? Yes. Um we have a new scare zone coming. There will oh. be more details revealed very soon, but new scare zone and show to go along with it. It's definitely a little bit risque um, and oh. um, pushing the envelope. And I think we've, from feedback we've received from the past few years, I think it's something that our guests have been wanting. And so our live entertainment team has put something really exciting together. Um, still putting the final touches on it, um, but that will be in the county fair area of the park. So Dead Man's Landing, that scare zone is no more. Um, hmm. Keep your eyes out for some exciting surprises there. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure if this played in or not when we talked about it earlier, but, uh, you know, if your guests are looking for more edgy to the haunts, to the, you know, the scare zones or the, or the mazes. You guys, of course, can always lean into that same sister park we talked about earlier on the West Coast, Knott's, because one of the things I love about Knott's, being someone that's really into haunts that doesn't scare really easily at all, is Knott's, it's right in the name, not Scary Farm, of course, Scare Winds, it's got scary in the name too. Uh, but, you know, not Scary Farm, it's not, you know, necessarily for kids, most of it. Um, and they definitely get to more of the risque stuff. And, and so, so if you guys want to lean more into that, you know, based on guest feedback, even beyond what you're doing this year, I'm sure they can help. So that's really interesting that you guys are doing that. And it's great to see, of course, that you listen to your guests because, you know, it's one thing to request the feedback, but if you don't do anything with it, what, what good is it? So that's great to hear. And we so, also have awesome. the Great Pumpkin Fest, which is our daytime yes. offering too for, for, for the tiny, tiny little humans to enjoy for sure with some activities. 
Awesome. Yeah, I know that a lot of the other uh, Cedar Fair parks do the same thing, which is great because that way you can appeal to you know a wide age range and wide selection of your guests. And that's one of the things I think is great about Cedar Fair parks is they have something for everyone. Yeah, you've got things like Fury and Upward Strike and Intimidator, these big thrill coasters, you know, for for high thrills. But you also have you know uh, you know great kids areas, you know, the, the Camp Snoopies, the Planet Snoopies at the parks and so forth. Uh, and then again, a, a lot of the other Cedar Fair parks they do the daytime haunt, you know, the the, the kid friendly version. Uh, family-friendly version, and then, of course, doing the nighttime, more edgy haunt. So it's great to see you guys do that. That's awesome. And I'm also really excited that we're going to have a Scarewinds-themed shop with a little bit more of immersive theming. Um, I was just told the, the title, which is going to be Evil Emporium, and it's oh. going to be all Scarewinds merchandise with, heavy, you know, they're going to they're gonna deck out the building and make it really an experience to, to shop at. Oh, that's awesome. Now, as someone that's never been to Scarewinds yet, uh, does that mean that you guys are going to have an increased selection of Scarewinds merchandise this year, some new items and so forth? For sure we are. We're going to, we got to see some of the, the items the other day and they're all really exciting to check out. Now that just means you're just going to have to come this year. You're going to have to make a special trip. We know people who can help you with tickets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, hey, I'm a season pass holder. Well, actually, is Scarewinds, that's a good question. Is Scarewinds a separately ticketed event or is it, you know, if you have a day ticket or a pass, does, is it included? We are a separately gated event. Um, however, Separate, if you have okay. a pass or gold pass, you do get into Scarewinds. Oh, and, well, know, there I, I go. Mention, you were a big fan of the food here at Carowinds, yes. and we have some really cool fall menu items that will be coming up our chefs like to do something cool each year i think last year our biggest thing two things was um a funnel cake with a whole slice of pumpkin pie on it um oh my gosh yes it was delicious and the frankenstein um monster shake um so it was a green shake with a, a brownie on the top for its head dipped in chocolate with sprinkles really yummy so they have some new things in store i think we'll find out about them later this week i've heard murmurings about a s'mores funnel cake so there's definitely oh, wow. some good, good food to check out too if you make it by absolutely no like i said earlier your chefs they added some great new items this year i got to try um you know at season pass holder night you guys had a media event that night to kind of see the new offerings and try the new offerings that was awesome and i've enjoyed them since in the parks and the regular days um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Sounds like you guys have some fun uh, some food items coming for Scarewinds itself. And that's something I enjoy at the haunts in general is they tend to have specialized food and beverages sometimes as well. That can be really fun and, you know, just very seasonal and kind of get you in the mood and all that. So I like, like, love the hearing that. Cocktails, the blood bag cocktails are coming back. So those were a hit. <laughs> oh. oh, those sound interesting. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yes. You got, this sounds better and better. Well, thank you very much for uh, talking to us again about Aeronautica Landing, what's coming to Carowinds, uh, the park itself in general next year. And then of course talking about Scarewinds, what you guys got lined up for this year and kind of a little behind the scenes of how the, how you guys create the event. Um, the last thing I'd like to ask you, last couple of standard questions, but the last main question here is, you know, given our mission, which again, we've talked about, you understand what it is. Is there any advice, and I'd like each of you to answer this would be great, uh, is there any advice you'd like to give those that are listening? For me, it's take every day one by one. I don't think you can go into any anything you do, um, especially going into a theme park saying, oh, I'm going to do this because you know what? Your plans might change. you got to be flexible. You've got to take day by day 
and understand how you feel that day and also understand how you might feel afterwards. And it's great to talk it out. That's always my, my favorite thing, but take day by day, take it day by day, take it one day and, and accomplish what you can. And then if you don't, it's okay. No, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. And, you know, certainly we've, we've had other people, you know, this answering this question, you talk about, you know, just focusing on one thing at a time, like you said, one day at a time. But I think what, another thing you kind of clued into there, Courtney, which I think is unique, I don't think anyone's mentioned this before, is the expectation side of things. Because if you have too high of expectations or unreasonable expectations of anything in life, including walking into a theme park, then, you know, you're going to wind up likely getting disappointed. So if you go in there with kind of flexibility in mind and just kind of saying, hey, you know, I'm here to have fun. I know I'm going to have fun here today. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to get on all the rides I want to get on. But, you know, if anything, if I don't get on a few things, it gives me a reason to come back or, you know, just trying to have positive attitude, you know, if things don't go the way they're supposed to, or again, you get to everything done you want to. So I, I love that, that, that you shared that. How about you, Ashlyn? How about your advice? I would say to remember and focus on the facts. You know, I really struggle with anxiety and OCD as well. And I think sometimes you get so in your head and you forget about what the facts are. And, you know, when it comes to a theme park, that could be something as simple as the monsters can't touch you. Well, what if this, but they can't touch you. Um, same thing for a roller coaster. You know, it's, you're safer on a roller coaster than you are driving here. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, similar to Courtney, I feel very, very safe on all of our rides and attractions after getting to know our maintenance team, especially our director of maintenance. Um, he's so good at explaining all the facts and how everything works to where a five-year-old can understand it. And I really, really appreciate that. And so, you know, when you're having anxiety about a roller coaster, those facts are things that I can remember. So I think just focus on what's in front of you um, and the facts and don't get all in your head as I know it's easier said than done but remember right. to step outside of your brain sometimes that's a really good point and you know like you said if you focus on the facts the facts are not where anxiety is rooted from anxiety yeah. is rooted from emotion and you know uncontrolled emotions you know you know facts are where you know logic is based where you know quote unquote sanity as we kind of use the colloquial term referring to it uh and just calm you know, being calm and just collected and taking things well. And I think you you alluded to something, you know, not, granted, not necessarily all your guests that come in there can talk to your maintenance team, but, you know, someone that's listening, if they're concerned about how a certain type of ride works, they're nervous about going on a certain coaster. Again, we we talk to interview coaster enthusiasts all the time. Just, just because someone's a coaster enthusiast doesn't mean they're not afraid of a certain type of coaster, you know, height or, or speed or whatnot. You know, looking up on YouTube about how rides work or how rides are maintained, uh, you know, that, you know, getting those facts uh, or even reading articles about it, you know, can help you know, calm someone down and, and kind of let cooler heads prevail. So I love that advice and what that can lead to. Thank you, Ashlyn. We have a yeah. helpful resource on our website if anyone is interested. Um, it's 10 things you should know about safety at Carowinds and it really breaks down um, everything that we do on a daily, daily basis um, through the eyes of our maintenance team and our rides team. And so that's a really good resource as well for people who might be, um, feeling a little on edge about a coaster, especially the coasters, if they come to Carowinds. Um, so that's a great resource that we've been able to put in place for those people. And we also that's have awesome. weather phases, the weather phases as well, too, on our website too, that kind of explains what happens during each, each weather phase that also can help and put some, some 
somebody's mind at ease. That's great. And I've been learning more about the, the weather codes. You know, some parts use different phrases or colors. I've been learning more about that living in Florida recently with all the crazy weather we get down there. But, uh, and Ashlyn, um, you, you uh, actually helped with a segue there. Kind of both of you talking actually, Courtney as well, about the, you know, the, the weather phrases and the, the information you have on your website. Speaking of your website, there's my, my segue. Um, the last question uh, is if you guys want to share, uh, and this you know could be just about the park itself, or if there's anything you want to share, you know, if you guys are active, uh, as, 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 as some of the, you know, for example, the communications directors are from Cedar Fair and other parks on themselves on the social media, if you want to share your kind of work social media, or just want to share the Carowinds general information, however people can learn more and, and connect, potentially connect with each of you, whatever you'd like to share uh, in terms of website, social media handles and things like that, please go ahead and share away. You can find everything you need to know about Carowinds at carowinds.com. Um, under the Park Info tab, you will find our airtime blog. Um, that's where we post some of these more resources, guides, fun stories, feature stories, day-to-day um, -day happenings at the park. Um, on social media, we are at Carowinds on every platform except for Pinterest and TikTok. On those two, we are at Carowinds Park. Um, and you can always find fun park happenings under hashtag Carowinds. Also, hashtag Carowinds50 is something we will start using as the 50th anniversary approaches. And we post some really fun historical content. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. And, you know, given what I saw, what uh, Kings Island did this past year for their 50th, I was there over July 4th weekend. They did a fantastic job. So I'm excited to see what you guys are going to be doing. Again, centered around an aeronautical landing. Perhaps you have other things in store, which, again, we don't know about yet. Uh, but I'm excited to see what you guys put together for, for your 50th for next year. That's, that's really exciting. So thank you very much to both of you for, again, joining us today. Appreciate your time and, and sharing your stories, your your your. Uh, opinions and and just what's coming up at the park and uh, getting us all excited so thank you again you're very welcome thank, thank you. you so much for having us absolutely if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you want to see more of us we upload every friday and check us out on facebook instagram twitter youtube all at coaster challenge Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.